what's up y'all i am hoping that you're keeping yourself healthy safe masked up protected and covered i know the times can be getting rough right now but i'm hoping you guys are keeping those heads on straight and we are all going to be in this thing together right so on today's episode of now that's life we're going to discuss love loss dating and divorce and how to move forward after a breakup occurs i'm excited because this is one of my best friends who i've watched go through much and grow through the changes of relationship status right today's conversation is for us to grow learn how to navigate the changes that occur when we lose a relationship or even gain one and we're going to learn even more about the depths of that what it feels like and what some of that experience is like of losing a relationship you know is that a traumatic experience how does it hit us how do we process it and how do a lot of people look at it you know I haven't been married before but I do understand that it's a tough road when you do go through a divorce and I couldn't think of anyone more perfect to come on this episode than someone who has been there done that and seen the other side so hopefully you'll enjoy no I know you're going to enjoy this episode I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis Hervey, a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana, a nationally certified school psychologist, a licensed specialist in school psychology, a certified professional life coach, a clinic director, and also an associate and tenured professor. And this is the Now That's Life podcast. And while I want this podcast to be a helpful and a great resource to you, it is not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Again, I'm going to say thank you so much for all your tags, your posts, your retweets, your reshares, your comments on YouTube, your DMs, all of it, guys. It makes a difference. It helps me find direction and ways to really serve you all and give you the information that you want and adore the most. I really want to make sure that I continue to make a mark in this world, not only just for myself, but for my sisters, my brothers, and all of you all that listen from all your different wonderful countries, your homes, your schools, your work. Thank you. I appreciate you. So I'm going to always take that time to reverence you because without you, I wouldn't be here. And I I have to say that I have to say that, you know, yes, I I feel like I'm a great person, but I feel like you guys also recognized what I wanted to bring to the table and have helped me to bring that to fruition. And for that, I thank you. So today I'm really excited about this episode. Like I've said, this is one of my best friends and I know will be a lifelong best friend. This is Miss Star Skinner, and I hold her near and dear to my heart. And Star is a 36-year-old single woman living in Atlanta, Georgia, after being born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago and living in several different cities from one coast to the other since graduating high school. She attended undergrad in Missouri, which led her to living in St. Louis and getting her MBA while working full-time. She works in commercial property management, which she fell into, just so happened. She was married in 2015, divorced in 2019, and has no children. She never expected to move to Atlanta and add to the pool of single, educated black women in the city, but there she is. And it's not as bad as she expected. Y'all hear that? It's not as bad as she expected. So I'm excited to roll right into this episode. I think you guys will get a lot from it. Star is just a gem and she is a wealth of knowledge. So let's dive deep right into this episode. I think you guys will be so shocked that some of your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions are across the board pretty normal. Let's go. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here right now, uh, more because I get to interview and talk to people that I absolutely love, the dope people in my life. And today is no different. One of my bestest friends since forever is on today's episode, Miss Star Skinner. And y'all, 
Like, it just brings me joy to have her here today. I know I've read her bio and I've gone over who she is. And now I want to make sure that I first thank her for being on today, for taking up her time to be here, to talk with us about love and life and loss and divorce and dating and all of that stuff in between, all the stuff y'all write in to me about. So I am going to have her uh First off, tell you who she is and just a little bit about herself. And we're going to ask her some questions today. And my friend is hilarious, funny, and relatable. So I know this is going to be a treat. So Star, definitely let us know. We so happy to have you today. We so happy you're here. Hey, girl. Hey. I'm so excited to be here. You got me smiling from ear to ear. Thank you. I love you so much. I love you too. Um, yes, I am Star Skinner. I am a single Atlantan. Um, since 2017, I've lived in Atlanta after uh, moving here with my ex-husband. I am originally born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago, went to college in Missouri where I met my bestie Nina. And um, after college, I lived in Delaware briefly. Then I moved back to Missouri to live in St. Louis, then L.A., and now Atlanta. So I have been coast to coast, Midwest. I'm all over the place. Um, And there's reasons behind it, but that's boring. Um. (laughs) That's not boring. (laughs) Um, I don't want to relocate anytime soon. So I hope to stay in Atlanta for quite a while. I, of course, did not move to Atlanta thinking I would be a single woman. If I had, I probably would not have chosen Atlanta, but God's plans are definitely different and bigger than mine. So my plan to move here and start a family with my ex-husband has shifted in a totally different direction because clearly I'm divorced as of March of 2019. I was what, 35 when that happened. And that of course did not match my plans, but God laughed at my plans and ultimately I'm grateful for, for things going in a different direction. <laughs> to not sound so happy, but yes, oh, happy. The situation wasn't a happy one, but I I'd never lost faith in God. I just, I had my moments and I knew it would end. So thankfully I'm in a much better place and I'm dating again. So awesome. I'm happy to be here. And I am a business major twice with what undergrad and graduate school business degrees. And I work in commercial property management. I love it. And I'm working on my real estate license right now. And we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I'm a happy girl. Amazing. Well, you've always been a happy girl, even through that. And I think it's a testament, though, to the fact that we do hit our dips and we have some hard times and we have some rough times. Um, And one thing that I've always admired about you, Star, is that uh, I've watched you go through not many relationships at all, but just the relationships you have, you know, you've handled you know, when they leave or when they, when it's over, when it's done, when the relationship is done, it's done, you know, and and you move on. (laughs) And a lot of people struggle with that, right? So a lot of people stay and loom in the darkness of their past. Can you tell us first, before we get into just any kind of piece of, you know, ending a relationship and beginning one, What has been the motivation for you with love and loss in particular? How do you find yourself moving on from, you know, a relationship gracefully? Um, I've always, I can't say I have a go-to rule or anything, but with life comes lessons. And in any relationship that I've had, which I, like you said, I've had, ex-boyfriends and an ex-husband. I'm, I'm a relationship girl since mm-hmm. the age of like 14. But I've also always had a pretty healthy level of self-confidence. Now that I'm older, some might say I'm a little cocky with it, but that's okay because I'm confident about it. So in my younger times, I was not as confident as I say I am now. But 
even with breakups and the tears shed and the discussions had to see if maybe we could mend things. And ultimately it just somehow became the conclusion in any of my breakups, except for the the marriage, mm-hmm. they weren't necessarily ugly breakups. And right. I never questioned my worth from a breakup. I never questioned my faults. Of course I had a role to play in whatever went wrong in a relationship, but, um, it wasn't anything that I would walk away from and be asking God, like, why me? I've never asked why me (laughs) in Mm -hmm. anything, Mm -hmm. any failures, any health issues. I've never asked why me. Um, and I just look at it as I have one life to live and I want to be happy. So let me have this period of mourning or this period of my self-pity because I get sick of myself after I pity myself for too long. It, it's, I'm annoying me. So I know I'm annoying other people. No one wants to be around someone who's constantly self-wallowing. So just move on. It's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable. But you got to be resilient and you have to be flexible in your expectations because, like I said, sometimes your plan is laughable to God. So be open-minded and just see what's next. It could be so much better. Agreed. Agreed. And I think, too, just in our friendship, you've seen me have my breakups. And I think we kind of take similar approaches when it comes to that. Like, it's, I know you know with me, I'll be done. <laughs> yes. yes I, I do. <laughs> okay, have a good day. But I realize, like you, you, God bless. <laughs> peace love and joy um (laughs) but (laughs) what I realized is that what you mentioned is absolutely right I think that's an innate thing and I think it's also coming from a place of having confidence that life goes on beyond that point yes um how would you say would be the best way for someone to start to build that within themselves how you know if they don't if they're they're listening to this right now and they've never known how to do that. What would you offer to say, hey, this is something that maybe you can start to work on to make you feel a little bit differently about letting go of your past? Because Mm -hmm. it is essentially your past after a breakup occurs. Yes. Um, What would you say to that? I guess it would depend, of course, on the individual and what they may be struggling with outside of the breakup. For some people, it's forgiving themselves for something that they think they made a mistake on or feeling guilty or again, the self-confidence isn't always something that everybody experiences, but I go back to being happy. Do you think that you deserve to be happy or unhappy? Do you think that you were placed here to be an unhappy person or are you supposed to be working towards whatever it is that's going to make you happy? If you don't know what's going to make you happy, then maybe you need to try some new approaches to see how things might change if you switch it up a little bit. And ideally, you surround yourself with people who would uplift you and motivate you to do positive thinking about yourself, about your situation, and about your future. If you're around people who are miserable and jealous, um, constantly complaining about financial concerns or goals that they want to do, but they never do it. You got to get a new circle of people and it will listen to positive podcasts, listen to positive music and change your vibe, change your attitude. My mom has of course played such a large role in everything in my life, but a lot of it is Mm -hmm. number one, my attitude about myself and my attitude about my future and how people treat me. Um, and an attitude of gratitude is what she ingrained in me as a, as a kid. So if I'm having a bad day or a doubtful day or a period of my life, I still wake up and say, thank you for something. And I mean, mm. she's helped me think of something as small as my car starting today. I don't, I don't have a raggedy car, but there was a time my car didn't start at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> in the midst of this we have divorce, been there the the car didn't start and she, i called my mom crying she's like star you have triple a be grateful mm. and call triple a 
be grateful that you have a job. Be grateful that you have food in the fridge. Like it's just the simplest thing. Be grateful that you got to hear your mother's voice today. Anything that can just kind of flip your mode into something that's going to drive you to keep going in that direction instead of saying, this shouldn't be happening to me. I don't deserve this. Like everybody's going to have ups and downs. We can't always be happy-go-lucky, flitting about life like we're just so grateful. (laughs) That's just not, that's not life. No, it's not. It's not. And you bring up something that I find to be exceptionally, um, I don't know, something amazing that I think people can work on. Okay, so resiliency is one thing. But I think a lot of times we don't accept the fact that Life is full of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And somehow people have gotten it in their minds that we're just supposed to be on this upswing and maybe sometimes you hit a bump. But mm-hmm. let's be honest, most of the time life is like meh, right? It's kind of, I always express that life is kind of like meh. You're not going to have a lot of excitement all the time, right? Yeah. And then you get these times where it's like, whoa, yeah, great. And then you get these times where it's like, oh my God, like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then for the most part, it's just normal. Like, it's just like, oh, this is cool. And I think what you mentioned is something that I like to mention all the time is finding a place where you realize like, hey, like, I mean, it's cool. I will expect that there's going to be a series of ups and downs. The faster I expect, that the less I react negatively to every negative thing that comes into my life, therefore causing it to be a little less of a struggle for me when something negative does occur or come my way. Absolutely true. And breakups are no different. Not at all. Breakups aren't hard, but doable. It's doable. Everybody that I know who has had a breakup didn't, I mean, you have your period of time. You allow yourself, allow yourself the time to be angry, the time to be sad, the time to be doubtful. And then you have got to move on. Right. You just got to move right. on. I don't, I don't to. personally want to spend my time as a regular thing with me. I, I don't want to be that person who is negative or who's discussing things that are negative when people want to bring me some positive news and well yeah that's really nice to hear but let me tell you about what I'm going through no nope, nobody wants to talk to <laughs> nobody wants to talk to you <laughs> and you know what I, I think there's a level for that too because I think I think it's okay at first right you you gotta get through yes, and process the emotions you got to. I mean, you've seen me kick and scream a few times. Now, God forbid I would ever do that in front of any of the foolish people. I, But <laughs> I have done it and I, you know, I allow myself to feel. Yeah. Um, I allow myself to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of my healing journey has been therapy, has been good friendships such as ours. Um, even when you don't talk to your friends all the time, knowing that you have people there to express yeah. those times when it's not so good. Um, but I think what you bring up is a good point too, is just realizing that this is par for the course and I have to figure out new ways to cope and move forward that are health healthy for me. Yes. You know, um, I can't wallow for a long time. I think there's a fine line between allowing yourself to heal and feel mm-hmm. and just sitting in your own sorrow. Correct. Absolutely. And everybody's entitled to that. You're entitled to I, when when you have a loss in the family or a, a pet is sick, any anything that's going to make you sad or outside of your game. Just it's OK. It's okay to be upset about these things. It's okay to go through those emotions. And Mm -hmm. I understand sometimes you have to put on the face because you got to go to work, but you should be able to allow yourself some time to process what's going on. And I go back to me and my mom. That's my girl. She says another thing that I go back to constantly, which is life is nothing but a series of problem solving. Mm. It's constantly having to solve another problem. COVID-19 is full of problems. We're having to solve these problems on our own personal basis, whether it's paying the bills, getting food on the table, keeping a job, being prepared that if you do lose your, it could be anything. You have to be ready to solve problems. If we didn't have problems to solve, wouldn't it be really boring? 
It would be quite boring. We would just constantly be looking for something. Like, I'm just bored. I'm, I've got everything I could possibly want. Like, you, you're not grateful at that so point. So true. Solve some problems so and true. you'll have gratitude. Hmm. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> and you know what? That's problem solving. So you brought up having a level of confidence and I, I've, I've expressed this to people before and I don't, I think there's a p- part of people that they just don't want to believe this, but the more you build up a bit of scar tissue, the easier you feel more confident in your ability to get over things and heal. Yes. Um, you know, I think the first time you break up with someone, yeah, oh my God. I'm not going to lie. It feels like <laughs> the world is spinning. You don't know what to do, what happened. How did this happen to me? But I'm fly. I'm this. I'm crying <laughs> all the time. Yeah, because it's the first time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the next time, you, you got to get a little bit better. Um, yeah. You shouldn't be having the same wallow freak out. And that first time should have built some confidence within you because you got over it. So when you truly get over yes. something, you're able to say, look, I, I can do this. I, I'm cool. I'm all right. And then next time you're going to cry, but you're going to cry for a shorter time because you realize you know it's going to temporary feeling. Exactly. And, you know, you live to love again if you want to, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's how it continues to go. So here's some questions for you. Some next things. What was different? Because I think the world needs to know this star. What's different between your common, let's say boyfriend, girlfriend breakup and your divorce. What would you say? What was the biggest for a person just being interested in knowing or a person looking to divorce, because I know some of my people have written me, they're going through divorces right now in the midst of all of this in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you say was the biggest difference? Um, it Ultimately, for me, it did feel like failure um, on, a, on a higher level. Because you go into a marriage, and of course, the expectation is forever. Until death mm-hmm. do us part, somebody's going to die for us to get out of this. Um, right. You've invited friends and family to celebrate with you and you forecast this whole future that's now supposed to be set in stone. And then this divorce comes. Now, I'm one who is what I like to call a simpler case. No children, no property. Just divorce. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. with the simplistic nature of the case on paper. Um, it was, it was a failure and it was me having to tell the truth, at least from my perspective to you and other friends and family who I had not been telling the truth to what I was dealing with internally. Um, you can't run from it anymore and you can't be so concerned with protecting the image of the marriage. You can't, you have to accept a level of failure that you were wrong. I was wrong. I had a plan. My plan was wrong and it sucks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with a relationship, like a boyfriend, girlfriend type of thing. There, there is all, of course, if you have children, there's another level to to add to that. But, um, breaking up with a boyfriend or girlfriend, you can get back together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can do the breakup to make up thing. You can move in, move out. There's some more flexibility there. When it's legal and it's costly and it's permanent, the quotations around it because it became unpermanent. (laughs) Right. um, It's just another level of failure, I think, for me. And Mm -hmm. having to to be honest with myself and the people who love me. I couldn't hide it anymore. Well, you know, and something I wanted to add to that is that... um, you're such a well thought out person. You know, I feel like that's another thing we connect on as best friends is that we both like formulas. We both are like, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And I expect to get B. Yep. Um, If B don't happen, I at least have a plan C. And if C don't happen, I can move down to M, but that's Mm -hmm. as far as I'm going. (laughs) So (laughs) I think (laughs) both of us, 
are like that. So with that said, when your plan changed, what was your instant reaction and response? Because I wasn't there for that. You know, I I, I kind of just was there for hearing the aftermath. But what was your instant response when you knew that was that? Um, I think I went into kind of a self-protective mode internally. I, I became, I'm normally I'm somewhat of a, a peacemaker. I, I can start some shit, but I'm ultimately I'm a peacemaker <laughs> and I'm supportive. And I was trying to be this supportive wife, um, of his dreams and his beliefs, which were changing pretty frequently. So it was hard for me to keep up with. And I got to a point where I was like, I have got to protect myself. And when I think about, like you said, the formula, I am a formula type of person. I went to school. I got a scholarship. I finished that. I got a full-time job. I never moved back home. I went back and got my master's degree. All of these things that I said I was going to do, I did them. And I wanted to be married and have children. That is the next thing in the formula. Mm -hmm. And the formula was falling to pieces, but I had to go back to the basics of the formula and say, ultimately it's because you want yourself to be happy. Like people get sick and they die, whether it's your, your parents or your spouse. Um, I can't be dependent upon this image that's going to make me a happy person. So I had to be self-protective and I was looking at so many different things happening at one time where I, my mom's sister was fighting cancer and we, we knew that she was most likely going to pass. And she has since that happened. Um, so I was looking at death on one end of the spectrum and I'm also looking at the potential of having children on the other. So I've got life and death and me in the middle looking at 35 years old. And I'm like, I, I'm going to be 40 in five years and then I'll be 45 and then I'll be 50. And if I don't self protect right now, I'm going to make this so much harder on myself because mm. I'm going to get more and more weaved into other people's dreams and other people's goals and me supporting them that I'm not even able to figure out what I want. So, so I in just, essence, you're saying you put yourself first. Yeah. Yes. Do you ever feel star that this world has taught you? Because we hear this talked about a lot, especially with women of African descent. Um, do you ever feel like you haven't always had the chance to put yourself first or have been made to feel guilty for doing so? Yes. In relationships. Yes. Okay. And, and in this situation, what do you think? What you've mentioned how you had the, you know, the thought process that changed and also self-protection. But what made you say, I no longer care even what the outside says now? <sighs> um, Those societal pressures, really. Yeah. I Honestly, I'm going back to being in that spectrum. I was in the middle of this life and death spectrum. And I, when I was talking to God and saying, how can I get myself back on track? The only thing that I was within my control. I cannot control anyone else or how they react or feel. I can't control that. And I, I can try to assist or support, but I can't control it. I have mm -hmm. control of what's in my hands. And that was, I've got to get myself out of this situation because it's, it's bringing me down. I'm losing myself. And ultimately I had to think about the more I had discussions, this also helped. The more I had discussions with other women who have been through divorce, which were probably a whole lot more complex than mine, the level of relatability helped me understand Like I think I'm failing, but the rest of the world is probably like, oh, girl, it happens. You'll be all right. You'll bounce back. It's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> like, mm. It's a sad story, but we all have sad stories on, on some level. So who, who am I so worried about with, within society that I'm, I'm going to care that much about their opinions? Nobody is calling me on a daily basis except my mama and at that time my husband. And 
my the people who love me and would actually care about what's going on would want me to ultimately make the decision that's going to make me happy. They're going to have opinions. They're going to have questions. And that's fine. But I only have to answer to myself and God. So fuck society. <laughs> ultimately. I that's very leave. true. Because they'll say the same thing to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> who cares about what the church members got to say? How many people at church have been divorced and cheated on and had babies outside? Girl, bye. I'm not mm, worried about not what even. y'all got to say no more. Forget it. I'm flawed. It's okay. Yeah. And it's something that will pass. That And it has exactly. passed. Exactly. And it has passed. This too I shall think, pass. Uh, it shall pass. And you bring up another point that I want to address. And I think that this hits almost every age group now. For some reason... It's even worse now. I mean, I felt like you used to have the women in the middle 30s and the upper 30s and the middle in the early 40s spazzing out when they hadn't gotten married yet. But now you're seeing it younger and younger, right? So mm. it's like this, um, you're seeing some of that younger and younger, but you're also seeing some people that are totally freeing themselves from those ideologies and really don't care, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's because of the societal shift. And we know that women are, Black women specifically, are making grand strides um, that it doesn't always benefit them to, you know, have these fairytale marriages or, you know, the 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 dating ponds, if you're not really exposing yourself to others culturally, is quite small. Um, so what would you say to those women who, because you brought up the point of, you know, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm at 35 and I'm looking at life, I'm looking at death, I'm looking at, you know, this and that. What advice would you give them in this game of love and loss? What, what, what would be the biggest pressing point that you would have for, I think all of those like five year age groups that you mentioned. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, for the ones that are super focused on relationships and marriage, let go of the fairy tale thing. Like these Instagram posts that people put up and they're so happy go lucky. Like that's, that's wonderful. And I hope it's true, but I highly doubt that it is. <laughs> I highly doubt that your day to day is as flowery and giddy as your posts make it seem. But do yes. you, um, a real marriage from my short three years is going to have the real deal holy field. The ugly gets involved. You have in laws, you have relatives, you have their your spouse's friends that you have to work through all of these obstacles and it's constant compromise. And after I got done with this marriage, I still, to this day, even though I I don't think that I will stick to what I'm saying, (laughs) (laughs) but for, for educated black women specifically, and I mean, ultimately it applies to women. um, Marriage is not something that I would call a necessity. I used to think it was, and I used to think it was necessary for happiness. It is not anymore a requirement of mm. mine to find happiness um, or to to come up with my definition of happiness because the women like you're talking about in their 30s into 40s and maybe even later that are still wanting to be married that's fine to want that, but don't depend on that to say, okay, I'm happy now because you could get married and five years down the line, he might show his natural ass. Mm. He might Mm. change up on you. He could pop up with a baby. You never know. He could get really, really sick. And everything that you think isn't always going to be what you see right now. Things change over time. People change over time. And your definition of happiness needs to be coming from within. The external stuff can add to it. It can make it much better. But internally, you need to be okay with being by yourself or handling your business by yourself um, and finding your own self-worth. 
internally. The external can just be the flowers on top. So true. So true. I certainly hope that you all are enjoying the show. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hey, y'all. Now, I know you can hear the smile all in my voice because I am grinning from ear to ear and ready to invite you to join me for the Mavens Making Money Moves. Now, this event was curated to help you improve your financial wellness, and I'm excited to be one of the speakers for the day to help you get your money up. Yes, I'm here for you, honey. So go ahead and secure your seat for this digital event. Yes, I said digital for October 10th for a half a day of great speakers and a amazing content. Now registration is going to close on September 30th. So I need y'all to go ahead and head down to the show notes, click on the link or go ahead and type in myrashaw.com forward slash money moves in order to get your ticket now and reserve that seat. That's M-I-A-R-A-S-H-A-W.com forward slash M-O-N-E-Y-M-O-V-E-S. And y'all know I'm all about learning by example and not a bunch of bull. And this is no different. This digital experience was created to help you improve your financial wellness by gaining funding resources, resetting your financial plan for your business, reducing your debt with technology and apps, gaining information on real estate investing and financial planning, networking with advisors, mentors, and fellow mavens, and also leaving equipped to make empowered financial decisions. Now, who you know don't need that? So not only do you need to sign up, go ahead and make sure you send this link out and get all your girls and everyone else to sign up for this. The Experience Day will also include an interactive beauty line lounge, music, and giveaways announced throughout the event. And again, registration closes on September 30th. So join me by securing your seat at myrashaw.com forward slash money moves. That's M-I-A-R-A-S-H-A-W.com forward slash M-O-N-E-Y-M-O-V-E-S. I can't wait to see you at this amazing digital event. You won't want to miss it. We are back. Let's go ahead and dive right back into the second part of the show. How important do you believe in this? You know, we've talked about the ideals of equally yoked. We've talked about people being at your level or above. We've talked about people not showing up where they should in relationships what would be your advice? I know we have this whole, you know, there's this debate out here about women wanting to seek hypergamy and have men that make money more than them and they're able to stay at home or whatever it is, or, you know, they're able to do what they want to do and have some financial freedom or whatever. And I think that definition is different for a lot of different people, but I guess going back to the original thought process, How important do you believe it is that for the conventional thought of being equally yoked, it's important that, you know, these successful women um, check off a checklist? Do you think that's quite important or what should they think about with that? I don't see anything necessarily wrong with a checklist, but I don't think it needs to be too specific. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, you have. Topic one being financial, let's just say. And then 1A is he needs to make $250,000 a year or more. And then Mm -hmm. B is that he needs to also be investing in the stocks. Like, however you break it down, maybe don't have those subcategories. Maybe break it down into a vague situation. The reason I say that is because, again, people and situations change, circumstances change, especially everybody should be able to at least digest that lesson after this pandemic. (laughs) God, We have all been smacked in the face with something that no one was anticipating, at least not on this level. So if you want a God-fearing man, that's great. Are you speaking specifically about Christian? Are you speaking specifically about Baptists? Um, How specific are you going to be about that and how flexible will you be? Because maybe after getting to know someone who has similar beliefs as you or similar financial goals as you, you can work together. You can 
grow together. The situations that hit you in the face on a day-to-day could change the person that you are today to become someone who's slightly different tomorrow. So to Mm. have a checklist that's way too specific, I know a lot of people say, you know, write it down and be specific. Mm -hmm. I don't know how specific I would say to get, because the more specific that you think you're going to be, the more you're narrowing the opportunity to meet someone who might be the person you're looking for, but you just thought that because of whatever lessons you've learned in the past that you just don't, I don't want to deal with this anymore, but I do want to deal with this now. You don't really know until you try. Right. Don't be too forgiving now. (laughs) Right. I will never put myself in a situation where I am financially supporting anyone. Right. Um, Not as a, a go-to safe haven. I can't, I can't do that again. I need someone who's interested in having good credit. I need someone who's interested in raising children to have certain beliefs about themselves and about their religion. I I don't want to be too flexible. However, I don't want to be too strict either because I could be knocking God's blessings to left and right when he's giving me something right in front of me. So true. So true. And I agree with you. I think, um, I think this last call ideal has really worked (laughs) against women too. Mm -hmm. I think the standards end up going way too low. Um, I'm, and I agree with you though, that also they miss out early on because of dismissal of people who are actually decent partners or good. When I say decent, they're above average partners and they're willing to work to make sure that you reach the levels or the thresholds that you would like to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this whole last call mentality is messing people up. It it really is. And I think it's great to have your ideals and thoughts because I always say I am one of those people that says write it out. But I'm also say be realistic. How does this fit in with your life? It's not just some dreamy, you know, Cinderella list. It can't be, um, especially due to your own circumstances and things that you've gone through in your own life. But it is important to be flexible. And especially in these situations, it's important to be flexible. I mean, as I got older, I had to realize people had chosen before me to get married and some of them might be divorced. You know, that's that's the realities of life. Um, But does that if they've healed from that and they're better and they've sought therapy or they've done whatever they need to, would I deny them because I didn't want that? You know, you have to be flexible in your thought process in order Mm -hmm. to find the right people for you or be found by the right people for you. Exactly. And I mean, (laughs) just another example for when I'm having discussions with people about dating is, men with children and a lot of educated black women don't, they've waited to have children specifically Mm -hmm. as they wanted to finish their personal goals, career goals, educational goals. And then they get out in the world and you're in your thirties, late twenties, thirties, after you've finished everything that was on your list to accomplish. And the men that you meet have children. And my, my ideal was to, meet a man who does not have children, but I was also flexible. You know, if he's got children with one woman, then I can do with I can deal with that. But if he got two baby mamas, I don't think I can keep up with it. Like that's my specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and I more... think that's exactly right. It's fine <laughs> to have your limit. It's, de- it's definitely fine to have your limit. I'm right there with you, sis. I, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm not about to do that. Mm-mm. No, no, I'm so happy that we got to have this discussion because I think we got to see the progression that is, you know, Star Skinner. You have, you know, done things, been through things, and handled them and come out. So, y'all, there is um, the brighter side, there is a place of, of um, solace, there's also a place of greatness, there's also a place of strength. And 
of amazingness. I mean, you find new ways to problem solve, as you say, right? Yes, you do. You do. It's a learning curve, but you just got to keep going. Here's a question, and this is a real question. Do Mm -hmm. you think you could ever go through another divorce? Oh, can I? Yeah. Do I want to? No. No, I don't. I don't wish divorce on anybody. Now, I will tell somebody if they're miserable in a marriage, I will say, "Girl, divorce is a thing. Do it." (laughs) Or even men. I've said it to men who are miserable and their wife doesn't want to work or whatever. However, it's played out. Divorce is an option. I know people say it's not an option. We got married. Divorce is not. F that. Divorce is an option. You get one life on this planet. I don't know what happens after this. I hope something much bigger and grander than I can ever expect. But Hmm. this one right here, the one that I know, I don't want to be living in misery for the sake of saying, well, we've been married all this time. We've been through some things. Like That's not cute. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to tell my grandchildren, you know, your granddaddy wasn't shit. (laughs) <laughs> I don't we stuck through it I'm good on that and I really get annoyed with people saying the good old days our grandparents didn't break up to that I say BS because they may not have broken up but that's because women had less options they did not have yeah. the education they did not have the job capabilities to up and leave they had to stay home and take care of their children so if Leroy went down the street and had kids with Tasha (laughs) and you know good and damn well that those are Leroy's kids and your kids are right down the street. You couldn't do nothing. What you going to do? Leave? Where you going? You ain't got no money. You ain't got no degrees. You have to deal with Mm them. Yes. So you just going to stick it out and say, yeah, we've been married for 55 years and he got kids all over the damn state. Right. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Right. I'm good, love, and joy. That's my favorite one. I love that. Uh, <laughs> but no, I agree with you. I think that we do idolize these relationships. And while there are some, because I do know some people that were married long, long time, and they had actual great relationships, mm-hmm. but even there was a level of progressiveness within those women, you know, um, and those men. Mm-hmm. And they were determined to make the relationship work and make sure that they didn't allow the outside world come and infiltrate their marriages. Yeah. And that is farther and fewer in between. Absolutely. And I'm not, when I say divorce is an option, I'm not saying make it your first. It needs to be the last option. If everything is not working, go to therapy on your own, go to couples therapy, go to church if that's something that you want to pursue to see if you can get some assistance with that. Make options for yourselves to see if you can make this work because it's, it's not a pretty, it's not a pretty circumstance to go through divorce. It's not. So Mm -hmm. if you can find ways and put up the, put up the effort to try to make it work. Um, but when you see it's not working or if there's consistency in your partner or in you just not caring to make it work anymore, then you gotta let it go. People automatically go to the kids. Like the kids adjust better than the adults. (laughs) They sure do. Give them a schedule. Let them know when they seeing people. Yes. And they usually are. They're not stupid. They know when their parents are miserable and can't stand each other. Yeah, and it makes them miserable. Yes, it does. Let's let's not even talk about that part. It does. And I just have to say how I'm making more money now. I'm a divorce this man. I'm making more money. (laughs) I'm getting new opportunities and meeting new people. And I'm dating again. And it's looking really good. So life goes on. That's amazing. And I'm glad you said that because... For some reason, again, people never want to believe that there's another side. And it's okay to feel that way at first, but no. You have to start to see the other side in order for yourself to, you know, to think more positively. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yep. Yep. You, you really have do. to. Thank you for throwing that in there. Absolutely. Now, I have this new thing that I'm doing on this season two. And 
you know, everybody that I bring on, all my my best friends that will be on, but all my colleagues and others that are offering resources throughout this season too, um, I feel like everybody is dope. They embody the word dope. And we already know what dopeness stands for. It's, it's awesome, amazing, high level, high achieving, greatness. But For me, dope stands for destined to obtain prosperity in everything. Mm. So Mm -hmm. I want to ask this. Um, I want to make sure that people see you even more for who you are, Star. So for for my audience, how do you feel that that saying? destined to obtain prosperity in everything now with all that you've been through um, and all that you've overcome how does that fit in with the view and scope of your life and who you are and who you're becoming I love that because I say I'm dope all the time so I will definitely be thinking of this acronym um abbreviated, I'd say walking by faith and not by sight, because my vision can be short-sighted. It can be blurred. If I'm walking by faith, I don't really know what's next, but I know whatever the plan is, I'll be fine. I'll be more than fine because the plans that he has for me are much bigger and greater than I would ever imagine with that also said means to recognize fear, but work through it. It can be, um, it can be scary to not know what's next. I don't think anyone that I know is okay with not knowing what's next. We all want to know, but we can't, we can't know what's next. And if you walk and make your decisions based on fear and being afraid of who might be involved or what may be involved or what you might be missing out on, you're going to decrease the blessings that be, could be coming your way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, acknowledge the fear, but then you got to go through it. You can't get around it. You can't go under it. You got to go through it and have faith. Mm-hmm. So at that point, then you are able to get to your prosperity and everything. And my everything, I don't know. I, I personally have always wanted to have a family. That's the immediate thing I go to when I think of my prosperity and everything. I want to have at least one kid, two ideally. But I've also accepted that maybe that's not in my plan. I hope it is, selfishly. I hope it is. But I'm okay with knowing that it might not be my story. I'll I'll have to digest it as I continue to age and if things don't go that way. But my my prosperity and everything could be something completely different than being a mom. Hmm. I just have to accept that and be okay hmm. with it. And it, I'll just have to find my happiness in knowing that there's something else planned for me. My path or my story will be different from what I thought. That's amazing, Star. And I think that's an excellent way for all of us to think right now because we all are in uncertain times and considering what's next for us and stepping out on faith and stepping out on what, you know, yeah, you're stepping in hopes of what you planned for, Mm -hmm. but you're also making it a point to accept what comes. Yeah. Um, and making the best out of that. Yes. Um, so that I couldn't have had, we couldn't have had better last words. But here's the thing. I want to also ask, if people are interested in finding out more about you, where can they find you online? Or is there any other information you would like to leave the audience with today? Um. Yeah, I'm private on both Facebook and Instagram. I'm not up to snuff with the newer, (laughs) the newer apps. I'm becoming an old lady and that's okay with me. Um, (laughs) but I'm private on Instagram. That's my preferred, um, app for social media. And that is star Pitar, S T A R R P I T A R. 
Mm-hmm. I am less vocal than I used to be on Facebook. So, um, and that's by choice. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say try to find me on there. It's, there's nothing to see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quiet on Facebook too. I pop up with a picture every now and again. Yeah. It's very rare, but yeah, find me on Instagram and specifically for the ladies. I don't really, I don't care if you're married, divorced, getting divorced or dating, however it is. Love yourself, forgive yourself. Cause that was my hardest thing was forgiving myself. Um, and surround yourself with positive people who are going to be consistent with their positivity and realistically positive, not fake lofty dreams that, I mean, you could be a movie star and <laughs> You've never taken an acting class in your life, but you're going to get it, girl. Like, no, uh-uh. Come on back down. <laughs> Maybe some community theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just surround yourself with people who love you genuinely. And if you don't have those people nearby, use technology. I haven't been near you in years. Since what? 2006? I know. I mean, we've and seen each other between them. Of course. But yeah. But we haven't yeah. been in the same city. In a long time. In a very long time. But I know I can call you on a good day or a bad day. Right. And that you're going to be honest with your feedback for me. Yeah. And we both had some, you know, some some very kind feedback. And sometimes (laughs) we got the... (laughs) You better get your shit together. You know... um, Bring it on back. (laughs) Yes. Reel that in and we'll talk about that and discuss it and you think about it. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. um, and that's what real friends are. That's yes. and and I do realize that's a blessing, just like your mother said, to be thankful for because so many people don't have it. Exactly. So many people don't. So I want to make sure I say thank you so much for being on. This won't be the last time. I have enjoyed our time. I think our audience will be so happy um to hear this uh, because so many of them have dealt with their own things and issues when it comes to breakups, everything from, you know, people who have, you know, are going through divorces right now after years of marriage, Mm -hmm. um, people who have gone through deaths of a spouse, people have, um, you know, seek to have sought to be married, but things haven't worked out. And then I even have the crowd who is, you know, 25, 30 plus, and they've never been on a date. They've never Mm been with someone consistently. Um, so I think that all who listen today could have gathered a bit from this, whether it's for solving or absolving your past and figuring out what to do, which, you know, I'm always going to tell you, you need to go to therapy too. Okay. Mm. I went, um, I went through but, this divorce. Yes. I went yes. to see my therapist. It's important. It's important. Yeah. But also I think it helps with the future too in the outset and seeing that you've come through it and it's possible and you can do well with it. Absolutely. You know, be fine in this world. Absolutely true. Use your resources. Yeah. So thank you for being so transparent. That's how we roll out here, you know? Um, So I'm just happy to have (laughs) you in these streets. Um, so definitely we will be getting together again and talking more on this. And thank you again, Star, for being here. You're welcome. I'm so glad you invited me. I'm happy that you are here again. Absolutely. We'll we'll have you on again, honey. I look forward to it. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Love you. And I have to say loudly and proudly, I love Star right back. She's an amazing human being who has known me for such a long time and me, her, and as a wonderful best friend, just an amazing person. We've seen each other's ups and downs. And I just want to say it's possible to come through, y'all. It's it's not trouble don't last always. And I say that all the time, but I am a witness to seeing people come through situations that can be a bit traumatic and change the course of what they thought would happen for their lives. And they still come out golden and you can too. So that's it for today, but stay tuned for more. Make sure you check out the show notes for all information, subscribe to know when I post my next episode and sign up for the free e-newsletter at drninaellishervey.com. And you'll receive my free a 
28-day supernatural course. And you can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Beautiful Brown Baby Doll. I love chatting with you all over there. Thank you so much. We're sitting up at over 1.1 million. I cannot believe it over that, you know, over on YouTube, like I God only knew. So thank you so much for the love, the support, the comments, the emails, the DMs. And while I can't respond to everything, you all know that I do try to make time to respond to as much as I possibly can. So continue to outpour. I'm learning from you all. And I'm also getting those ideas from you all from what to present to you and to give you more of. So thank you so much. Make sure that you stay safe, stay healthy, keep yourself prayed up and stayed up, right? Y'all Dr. Nina signing out. Peace.